Uh, anybody ready for the word this morning? Are you ready for the word? Come on. Uh, go ahead and get your Bibles out, and uh, let's look at the Word of God. We've been teaching on finding Jesus. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who were lying in the manger. Uh, what, a, what a great teaching this has been for us. And we want to continue in this today uh, on, the, on a teaching, finding Jesus on the journey. Looking in Luke chapter 2, verse 4 through 6. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. So today, I want to talk about all the things that brought us to this particular moment and how the Lord intervened in all of these different times in the story, in this beautiful story of, uh, of Christmas. So I want you to, right now, in fact, if you would, go ahead and bring all the kids. Make sure the kids are around the set so that they can participate with us because we want this particular Christmas message to impact everyone. So jump, jump in. Come on, get involved with us, and let's spend some time in the <sighs> Word Okay, what's going on? Are you still awake? I don't even know who you are, and uh, why are you kind of getting involved in this? Of course I'm still awake. We're at church. It's Christmas Sunday. What do you mean? Well, my name is Sleepy. Some people call me Sandman. Sleepy? I'm I'm a messenger angel. I came to deliver a message, but I only deliver messages when people are asleep. Well, that's just kind of weird, okay? Because I've I've never heard of sleepy time. Listen, the angel. Listen, a lot of people aren't sleeping these days. They're all stressed out. Okay. I just need people to sleep. So if, if I could just get you to get a little... Oh, look, it's a teddy bear. This is Cozy. Crazy. Yeah, that was my teddy bear when I, I was a little angel. I feel this. This is so great. Yeah. Nobody okay, ever gives me a teddy bear. Thanks. Go to sleep. Okay, okay. Little Ricky. Uh, yeah, there we go. Now I can deliver this message that I had for you. Wait, 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 wait. I'm, what? I, I can't go to sleep right now. I, I got stuff on my mind. I got to preach. I got to preach you here. Hold your, here. Listen, get I've this. got all kinds there, of, there, there. I've got all kinds of messages. I've okay. been delivering messages for really thousands of years. And this year, people just don't want to go to sleep. Yeah, I've been that's delivering, right. Okay. Oh, I know my, who you are. Exactly. You're yep, the messenger angel that came in the dreams of Joseph exactly. and you spoke to him. I'm Man, like, I love that. You're that guy. I'm not like all those other angels where yeah. they're like, hi, my name is, I'm not, I don't want to throw, no throw people under the no, bus. No, don't do that. But, no, but I don't, I didn't announce myself, but yeah, I was. I was the messenger. Yeah, angel. Joe. I love Joe. Joseph, Joe. It was like yeah. weird. Like Joe was always going to sleep. He was real. Yeah, he was really easy. The guy takes a lot of naps, so it's really easy to give him give him a message when I yeah, need to. Yeah. The first one was, you know, Mary's gonna have a baby. You're gonna name him Jesus. I remember that. He's gonna save the world. It was. So I said something like that. And yeah. So yeah. It was yeah, really and you good. said, and you're gonna call his name Jesus. Exactly. And he will be the savior. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. You're the one that told him that. Yeah. Because he was yeah. gonna divorce her. He was I know. Gonna, so it was an important job. Man, way it to was, way to show up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So That's anyway, so good. I've got a lot of messages to deliver. Okay. All right. I need people 
to go to sleep. I guess maybe not right this second. But no, I mean, that's so just, cool. I mean, I'm so if people glad. people could relax. People just need to I'd relax really, and go to sleep. Really no, but not now because I'm preaching right now. So Not right now. Not right but now. I'm going to actually go get some sleep since nobody's sleeping right now. I'm going to go get some sleep, get some rest. I've got tons of messages. Okay, I'll try to sleep tonight. Okay, if you could put that on your calendar, right. send me a message. I don't know. I'm on Instagram, so hit me up on the gram. Okay. Let me know, and I'll swing by. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's hear it from Messenger Angel. Yes. I love that guy. He's so cool. Messenger Angel is like, wow. I mean, it's like all the other angels show up, but you never, all we, all we hear from that is like the angel of the Lord showed up, right? And so the angel of the Lord shows up, and uh, I mean, that's really cool. I love that. I love that the angel of the Lord just kind of comes in and speaks to us wherever we want to. I, I love that. I love, I love the Christmas story in general. Uh, I'm a family guy. I love family. I love my family. I love my freedom family. And, uh, I, and I, I love like the Christmas family deal. It's really weird for me. Maybe it's very weird for you. This will be the first time in my life that I didn't make some kind of a Christmas journey, uh, head to Ohio and spend time with my family. I have never in my life, and uh, some of you know how old I am, never in my life have I not made some kind of journey, you know, at least after Christmas, go see my family, my brothers, and all of my, you know, my nieces, nephews, and, and, uh, and, and do this. So it's, it's kind of weird, but I have these great memories of uh, Christmas trips, and I've had some pretty dangerous trips on my way to Ohio. I mean, we've, we've driven through snow and ice and rain. Every now and again, we get some good weather, uh, driven through the mountains uh, there in, uh, uh, in, in Virginia and in West Virginia. Uh, years ago, uh, when I first started traveling, uh, you had to take some back roads in order to get connected because uh, 64 wasn't all connected the way it is now, uh, and driven the West Virginia Turnpike and had some breakdowns. I've had some, uh, had some tire trouble. I've had some, uh, I remember one time I had, uh, it was the uh, catalytic converter. Anybody know what that is? On my 1983 Thunderbird clogged up, I had to pull over to the side of the road, find a mechanic in the small town and had them fix my car. Uh, just, just some weird times, you know, weird times. And uh, I don't know if you remember the day, but there was actually a time when you had to have plenty of cash in order to drive. You know, cash was the deal. And, and we've had some pretty crazy experiences. Uh, I uh, remember once getting stuck in West Virginia and having to take a side route through the mountains in order to get uh, to uh, Gallipolis, Ohio, where my dad and mom were pastoring at that time, uh, having to, and, and then getting pulled over uh, because uh, I'd been driving through the fog with my bright lights on, and the police officer pulled me over and said I needed to fix my lights or something. I just remember some really extreme, I mean, very extreme moments in my life, and I can remember praying on the journey. And just say, God, you're going to have to help me in order to get there, to get through all of the situations that I was going through. I can remember those times. So sometimes when I read the story of Joseph and Mary and, of course, Jesus, and I see you know, how, how finally Jesus is born, and then the events that happen in the next year of his life, 
Sometimes I kind of relate to the trouble of the journey. Now, I, I, I get Joseph is what I'm saying. And, and, and can I tell you, his life may be different than ours, but in some ways it's not so different. Our cute cultural pictures of Mary and Joseph make it all look so pretty. You know, our ideas about angels. I mean, it's almost like when we set up our nativity scenes and we have the angels, they're holding their hands up. You would think that they had absolutely no difficulties whatsoever in their life. I mean, kind of like the angel showed up and changed Jesus' diapers or something, or Mary never had to, or Joseph never had to prepare meals or, or work through anything. But the fact of the matter is, is that Jesus was born into a troubled world, into a place that was filled with warfare and struggle. And can I tell you, the journey is real. The journey is real. For, for some of you, maybe you've never had struggles like this, but for others of you, you could say the pandemic is a small thing compared to some of the other things that you've already dealt with. Yes, the Lord will provide. Yes, God has a plan. And yes, there are angels, but there are also demons and traps and troubles. There are sicknesses and diseases and stress and pain, and everyone doesn't like you, and there are people that will hate you. And you might say, Pastor, please don't tell us this at Christmas time, but really, there are days when you praise God anyway. There are days when you shout, all things work together for good, and that's exactly what happened with the Holy Family. They experienced some difficulty. They did not get a no-problem pass in life. Mary and Joseph had to figure out some stuff. They had to work together. They probably had to manage some conflict and figure out some issues. And I know it's Christmas Sunday, but can I talk to you? Can we get real this morning? Can we just get real on your journey in this confused, COVID-crazed world? Let me give you a quick backstory on just the pressure of Joseph. In Luke 2, 4, and 7, Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, to the, which was the city of David. He went there to register with Mary. This had to do with taxation. She was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. So they make a long journey. They didn't get to take a train. They didn't get to take a car. They, they didn't have a, a good scenario. It wasn't a, an easy time. And while they were there... The time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn child. Anybody remember firstborn? She gave birth to her firstborn child. Had to wrap, she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, which is a feeding trough, because there was no guest room available for them. So look at the struggle of Joseph, would you? The anxiety. You see the anxiety. Here's Joseph's journey. There is Mary's pregnancy. There is the trip to Bethlehem. Look at all this list. Joseph's journey. There, there is the anxiety of Mary's pregnancy. Any ladies been pregnant before? Have you ever had anxiety coming alongside of that? The first time you've ever delivered. And you hear all of these stories about pregnancy. And then you have the trip to Bethlehem. I mean, Joseph takes this trip with his pregnant wife to Bethlehem. 
The sudden de decree of taxation. This wasn't a joyful trip. It's like, oh, yay, we're going on a trip. No, they're going to have to spend money to give to a king that they do not necessarily like. Money that perhaps they don't have. This wasn't a joy trip. The lodging issues. Uh, there's the, there, there is no place to stay. The birth in a stable, the threat of King Herod, and then taking the family and running to Egypt and establish, establishing another life there in a place that they had not been. Have you ever walked through a crazy season like this and, and find yourself stressed and anxious and struggling? What do you need to pay attention to on your journey? Should you just ignore some people and say, well, you know, you got difficulty in your journey. Just, just don't pay any attention to it. But I'm saying that even when you're going, going through difficulty, you need to pay attention. Go ahead and look at somebody in the room where you are right now and say, pay attention. Would you do that? Pay attention. Don't just, don't, don't just push all of these things away. You need to pay attention to your journey. How do you get through it victoriously? First of all, let me say this. Pay attention to the trouble. Pay attention to the trouble. You, just, you, you can't just ignore the trouble in your life. You know when life gets real. I remember when our first child was born. We were living in Xenia, Ohio. Uh, we didn't know how broke we were, but I'm telling you, when you have kids, you'll find out how much money you really don't have. Can I get an amen? Being broke. Uh, Diana was pregnant. We announced, we announced the birth of our first child accidentally. Uh, Diana was not very far along, and uh, we were celebrating my mother and father's 25th wedding anniversary. That's, that's been a few years ago. And uh, we're standing up at the front of the church there in Richmondale, Ohio, and uh, we're standing with our parents as they are restating their marriage vow, and Diana looks over at me with this uh, very uh, glassy look and squeezes my hand and passes out in my arms. Right there in the altar. And I, uh, you know, I carry her over. We sit down on the seat. She comes to. And, and uh, so after it's all over, people say, Diana, are you all right? And what's going on? And that's how we announced that we were pregnant to our family on that particular day. Uh, it, you know, when our baby was born, uh, we raced as fast as our worn out little Pinto would take us to the hospital. And a couple days later, we drove back to our home where we were living then in Fairborn, Ohio, and moved her little bassinet into our bedroom, and life changed. You might think Joseph's life was easy because Mary was having the Son of God, but life got real for Joe. Life was big, and life was troubled. It's important to experience moment when, moments when life is so big. You know, those, I can't do this on my own times. Anybody had those moments where your issues, you just couldn't figure out the moments and, and you try to ignore them, but they're so big. I, I, I'm saying trouble gets your attention and, and we need to pay attention to those moments. The Bible is full of moments like these. Remember Moses at the Red Sea? Remember that moment? I mean, you can't, you can't ignore the fact that Pharaoh's army is behind you. 
And you could be taken back into slavery. Remember when Israel was in the wilderness and they didn't have anything to eat? Remember that moment when you're hungry and your belly is growling and you don't know where your next meal is coming from? That's a difficult moment when you're needing water in a desert place. Remember that story of Caleb when they were overtaking the, uh, the land of, of Israel, Canaan land, and there was a mountain, but there were giants there. And uh, Caleb had to go and fight and win the mountain of giants. Remember the, remember the story, the many stories, like the story of the disciples when they're out to sea and there's a storm at sea. You know, when you're screaming, where are you, Jesus? You might have seen me post this on my page. You know, I'm on, uh, you know I, when I first started in ministry, I so enjoyed a particular group called the Gaither Vocal Band. And uh, they've changed over the years, year after year after year, they've changed. But there was... There was this one song I found the other day, and, uh, and the lyrics of the song that they were singing was, sometimes it's a mountain, sometimes it's a troubled sea, sometimes it takes a desert to get a hold of me. You see, my trouble transforms me. Come on, my trouble gets in my face. And I find myself fulfilling that teaching of the Lord in 2 Chronicles 7. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I'll hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin. And I will will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. You see... We can't ignore the trouble. We can't pretend it's not there. And it's in those troubled times that we learn of Jesus. You can't ignore it. And you know in all of the trouble, as Joseph is going through the trouble, when he finally looks into the manger and he sees the baby Jesus, and he names the baby Jesus, and the baby is laying there, there was Jesus right in the midst of all of the trouble. And that's what I'm telling you now. Don't ignore the trouble. But you need to see Jesus in your trouble. You got to see Jesus in your pain. You got to see Jesus in your sickness. Find him there. Pay attention to the trouble, but also pay attention to your visitations. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20. After he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David... Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So after Joseph had considered the trouble, he had a visitation at night in a dream by an angel. And as we were sharing with you earlier, Joseph is famous for this. Joseph has a problem. He considers his trouble. And then Joseph takes a nap. How many like to take a nap? Not right now. Anybody ever just want to take a nap? Just take a nap. Because sometimes you just need to take a nap. You need to get some rest. And you heard uh, Sleepy Time Angel telling me I needed to take some naps. And I could, I could use some rest on occasion. This is, there, there are three visitations. And this is visitation number one. Aren't you glad that God has a word for you in the middle of your trouble? Has an answer for you? If you're facing a storm this Christmas, maybe you should do what you can do. Consider what you know to do, but also wait on the Lord. Open your spiritual ears because sometimes it's not that the heavens are brass. It's just that I'm not listening. I'm not aware of the visitation. Joseph had three visitations. The second visitation 
took place after the wise men had come and visited and then left. In Matthew chapter 2 and 13, after the wise men had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in another dream and said, Get up and take your child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. So there is some trouble that we could escape if we could get a message from the Lord, if we would just rest in him. Now look at this struggle, though. The life of his child is threatened, and Joseph didn't even realize it. He didn't know what to do or where to go. And the angel of the Lord spoke to him in a dream. Joseph gets up out of the dream, packs, and rushes out of town. Then we have visitation number three. The Bible says Herod was dead, and then the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in another dream uh, while he's in Egypt and said, now it's time to take your child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the young child's life are dead. Then he arose and took the young child and his mother and came to the land of Israel. So it's good to open your spirit before you rest, open your heart, be filled with the spirit of God, because on your journey... We need to be aware of visitations. It's not always an angel. Sometimes it's online from a preacher on a Christmas Sunday morning. Sometimes it's a song. Often for me, it's a dream. Can I give you a challenge just regarding those dreams, though? Pray before you sleep. Be aware that God has a word for you. And when he speaks or sends an angel in the night, also be ready to write it down. Oh, man, the numbers of times when I fell asleep. And often, I'll tell you one of the things that I do. Sometimes, especially when I'm troubled, before I go to sleep, I will say, Lord, could you just speak to me tonight while I'm resting? Just speak to me. Speak into my heart. Because some of you are in struggle, and he would like to speak to you, and he will. Just trust him. God knows what you're going through. And when you have inspiration You don't need to wait on somebody else's gift. He will speak directly to you. Just thirdly and finally, pay attention to your purpose. Pay attention to your purpose. Now go back to Matthew 1 and 20. When that first, in that first visitation, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. And listen to this. He says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring it forth of son. Now, get this. And you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. She will bring forth the son, but you, Joseph, are to name him. You are to be his Jewish father. He was called to name him. Am I talking to anybody? To father him, to parent him, to raise him, and to release him, to provide for him. And Joseph knew it. When the innkeeper said, there's no room, we have to find a place, because his purpose was to be a vehicle to bring the Son of God, the Messiah, to a lost and broken world. He would have stayed in Bethlehem, but there was Jesus. He could have stayed in Nazareth, no, but there was Jesus. Jesus knew his purpose, and above everything else, his purpose gave him a reason. His purpose. You might say, well, what is my purpose? You know, what's going on in my life? I want you to know 
that you have a unique purpose in your life. You have a Joseph kind of purpose. Some of your fathers, mothers, you look at your kids around the room and you know you have a purpose and you sacrifice for them. But there are other things. Everyone isn't a rock star. Perhaps you are a businessman, a singer. You work, at, you work down at Walmart or you're a manager. You're, you work for the city. Your vocation is not always your purpose. This Christmas, let me give you something, a gift that might change your life. When you, like Moses, realize that your purpose is ultimately Jesus, your life will change. Some things that help you with your purpose is one is this, you feel it. Just feel it in your heart. You realize that you're not here just to exist. Your past clicks into place. You look back at your past and say, oh, that's why that happened in my life. That's why I went through that struggle in my life. Can you see Joseph looking back and remembering all of the, the when he first met Mary and, and when she was his betrothed and suddenly he realized, I mean, I look past back over my life and consider and I realize oh, that's why I was there at that particular time. And your life begins to make sense. Without purpose, sometimes it doesn't make sense. You feel inspired. You feel connected finally. Wait a minute, I have a reason. I have a purpose. And then money isn't your first consideration. Remember when all you could think of was you were broke and then you realized, wait a minute, I got to do some stuff with my life. Your relationships shift into place. You begin to know the right people. You begin to realize that you are connecting with people on purpose. And then miraculously, miraculous opportunities happen. This morning... Some of you may have lost your purpose. But you know, if you would just look at Jesus for a moment, in all of your struggles and all of your difficulties, when I tell you to give your life to Jesus and you make him the central reason for living, life changes. In your trouble, you will find Jesus. In your confusion, you will find answers. In your home, you will find peace. I tell you, in my own life, in my pain, in my struggles... I just keep finding Jesus over and over and over again. Come join me, Diana. Every time I tried to make it on my own Every time I tried to stand and start to fall And all those lonely roads that I had traveled on There was Jesus When the life I built came crashing to the ground when the friends I had were nowhere to be found I couldn't see it then, but I can see it now There was Jesus In the waiting, in the searching, in the healing and the hurting Like a blessing buried in the broken pieces Every minute, every moment, where I've been, where I'm going. 
who couldn't see it, there was Jesus. For this man who needs amazing kind of grace, for forgiveness, a price I couldn't pay. I'm not perfect, but I thank God every day. There was Jesus. There was Jesus. In the waiting, in the searching, in the healing and the hurting. Like a blessing buried in the broken pieces. Every minute, every moment, where I've been, where I'm going. Even when I didn't know it or couldn't see it. There was Jesus in the valleys. There was Jesus in the shadows of the alleys. There was Jesus in the fire in the flood. There was Jesus always is and always was. No, I never walked alone. No, I never. Jesus. Praise you, Father. Come on, let's give him praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Allow him to be with you right now, would you? Would you just go ahead and open some communion? Get some bread in your hands. Yeah, go ahead. Let's worship the Lord Jesus. When the Lord Jesus was with his disciples, he took bread and he broke it and he said this is my body which is broken for you take and eat it in remembrance of me take and eat the bread and then he said this cup is my blood which was poured out for you the blood of the new covenant thank you Lord Jesus on this Christmas Sunday that you came for us we worship you Receive the cup. Father, we thank you. We thank you for sending Jesus, our substitute, our mediator, the Passover lamb. I give you thanksgiving, Lord Jesus, for coming. I thank you, Lord, for the journey. And wherever people are today, Lord, if they don't know you, I pray that they would begin by giving their life completely to you, surrendering themselves to you, Lord Jesus. Come. 
Just confess with me. Some of you would do that. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I surrender my life to you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Now, Father, as we look towards our trouble, as we look, Lord, also at the journey, but Lord, also the visitations, we have never really been alone. You've always been there. Lord, bless those, those that are lost, those that are hurting, those that are struggling. And on this Christmas, let them see the gift of your presence because you are there. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you. We look forward to seeing you on Christmas Eve as well. Uh, It'll be a 6 o'clock gathering that we'll be uh, doing live We love you all so much. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord give you peace. God bless you all. Look forward to seeing you again soon.